right. Thank you for coming out for the podcast and set. My guest this week is, of course, Miss Kelly Vrooman. Hi, guys. Thank you. Now, Kelly, you and I played once before together. Yep. Uh, back when I was doing this without the podcast. That's right. No podcast. If it's not podcasted, does it exist? Yes. Okay. All in, right. Well, we figured in, that out. In my memory, it does. Uh, <laughs> and since then, you've been tearing it up apparently over at I.O., right? Yeah. So uh, me and my improv duo partner, Lauren, we together we are Lorelli. Lorelli. Thanks. Um, yeah, we just hit 60. And the, the all-time record over at I.O. is 67. So that's we're the, uh, That's the cage match. The cage match. Yeah, main stage cage match main over at I.O. Main stage cage match on Thursday nights. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, yeah, what, seven more weeks. And... Um, then we die. I don't know. I don't know what happens after that. No one's ever broken a record. Look at that record. That's People have broken ass, records. That's a big ass record. It's a big ass record. You, I mean, you, you guys, you know, had broken a record over yes, at UCB. Yes, we had. <laughs> you lived through it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, yeah, uh, and and you guys are doing. Are you? Would you say you guys are doing a musical approach over no, there? No. So or? our our thing. Uh, the first time Lauren and I got together, uh, we were like, let's get together, let's rehearse, let's figure out what our format would be. We don't know, um, but we ended up not rehearsing, and we just drank a bunch of wine and talked about our horrible relationships. <laughs> So we were like, well, maybe that's our show. So what we do is we get a relationship red flag from the audience. We each share something super weird. Like for her, she's like, one time we were, me and my boyfriend were like walking down the street and we were held up and he like pulled me in front of him as his shield. Like, <laughs> so that's a red flag, right? You shouldn't date that person. And then uh, for, for, I mean, we each have so many. For me, I have one where I, I love the fall. I'm from Ohio. It's be, like beautiful. And in the fall, it's so gorgeous. And like, yeah, like everything's dying, but it's like rebirth. And I took him to this fall festival and he was like, Ugh, I hate fall. It's a season of death. So that was a red flag for me because fall is important to me. So we just each share our own little story and then we invite an audience member to share a red flag. And then we build our set off of their red flag. All right, it's funny to me because I, I think a guy saying, you know, falls the season of death. It's like, all right, that's a red flag. If a guy puts you fucking in front of him <laughs> when there's trouble, right. I don't know yeah. what to call that. that. That's more than a red flag. What is that? Because it's not, you can't call the cops on that. You, sh you should be able to. <laughs> you, sh you should be able to call someone on that. Like his parents, you should be able to call his father. <laughs> They'd be like, here's yeah. what your fucking son just did. Yeah. This guy's not a murderer, but he could be. I immediately thought of like shit in films where some some you know some evil person holds up a baby or something to protect themselves. What film is that? That's you're oh. thinking of Michael Jackson on a balcony. No, no. <laughs> I am now. Uh, I wasn't. I, I've seen that a couple times. I mean, well, basically, that's a film's way of saying. Oh, by the way, this guy's like pure evil. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah. would actually do this. That's a definitive thing. You take an innocent person and you put them in danger before yourself. Right. Oh, my gosh. Lauren's story is so much better than mine. <laughs> no, yours is good because you're just more subtle and creepy. So we give them options. We give them some each time. And Lauren and I have tried to, like, give examples that are, like, that neither of us have heard until we go out on stage. But now we're to the point where, we're like, oh, we've gotten to hear. So, I mean, after 60 weeks, you've kind of heard each, each other's horror stories. My brother told me a story. I have three older brothers yeah. that I told you outside, yeah. right? And one of them told me a story about uh, a person he knew in college. I'm like, this to me would be a red flag, I, I think. More subtle. But basically, he was like, what are you listening to? And my brother was like, 
said Steely Dan, uh, and he's like, do you like him? He's like, the guy was like, no, I don't like music. And it's not like, just I don't like Steely yeah, Dan. Yeah, no, no, I don't like music. <laughs> Like of any Bach? kind, no, at all. Whistling, it's like you don't like. No. I mean, that's not wrong, per se. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to date the guy who doesn't like music. No. My thought was always, how do you feel about sunshine and laughter? Exactly, because music is so music is so it's universal. Ev- it's everything, and it's so diverse. You can choose anything, but to say I don't like music. So what does he do when he's driving? What does he do? He. he he, he thinks. <laughs> he thinks about Math. something. Well, at the same time, I would say, I don't listen to the radio when I drive. What all. do you do? Uh, I think. What do you think? What, what do you think about? Whatever the hell I want to think about. Okay. For the time so, that I'm driving. Okay. Like, you're driving. <clears throat> it's rush hour. You're, but it, you're stuck in traffic, but it's not horrible. It's still moving. Like, on ways you would put the middle option, not like the best, not like it stands still. What are you thinking about? Anything. Okay. I, I I very much enjoy just the idea of you know chasing thoughts, seeing where they lead. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, I do listen to the radio a bit now, just because I have children. Uh huh. And mainly, I have a daughter who's nine right now. Mainly, you have a daughter. You have children, well, but mainly, you I have, have a children, daughter. But like my son doesn't give a shit if the radio's on or not. He's, oh. He's, okay. He's, okay. He's, he's four and a half. Uh, <laughs> But she, she lets you know, all right, well, basically, when, when, when I pick her up, she's like, how was school? Fine. Any catastrophes? No. And I'm like, okay, so it's all good? Good. Radio? Radio. Because uh, she wants to listen she, she wants to listen to the radio. What is, she, what is her choice? Uh, Ariana Grande? The, the station, she has, she likes different things, but it's funny, she also gets impatient with things. Like, uh, like it's funny, the song she hated immediately was that song uh, that, Mickey, was it Mickey Minaj? Is that her name, Mickey? Nikki, 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 Nikki Minaj. Minaj. Uh, that, that Mickey, song, Mickey Minaj. It, 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 <laughs> that song uh, is all about the bass, about the bass. Oh no, that's Megan Trainer, and that song is amazing. Oh, the, the first time my daughter heard that, she's like, "This song is repetitive," uh, and she's like, "I hate this song." She's so uh, much better than me. And then it, 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 it became like a, it became a bit like whenever I want to annoy her, I'll, I'll say, yeah. I'll just. Say anything in that tune. <laughs> it's uh, all about the homework, about the homework, about the homework. No, no, no bad no, grades. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be listening inside. She'll be like, overplayed, overplayed. And I'm like, okay, I have no fucking idea. So I'm basically Whoa. overplayed. How often do you listen to, you listen to the radio with me on the way home? <laughs> How do you already know something is overplayed? But you, she seems very Yeah, and I guess that. maybe it's also kids singing it at school. I, I loved all about that bass. I love any song that when I hear it, I have in my mind what that person <clears> looks <throat> like. And then when I see what they look like, I'm like, what? And she was one of them. Sam Smith was one of them. Pretty much it's whenever I think a white person is a black person. <laughs> that, I'm like, that I'm like, what? That's what they look like? <laughs> And I just like breaking stereotypes. I just, I just, I just it reminded me of an odd little fact. <laughs> I remember when I first learned, because uh, I was, my music growing up was very limited, I would say. Uh, I was, I to foc- what? I focused on like what my older brothers had listened to, and I wasn't really listening to what my peers were listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't listen to a lot. I listened to, I, I listened to stuff I did a lot, but I remember later in life like learning way older than i should have that like that that uh give me some lovin was sung by uh 
I know his name. I know his name. I was a diver. What's his name? What's the? I don't know. Oh, I know his fucking name. I was just anybody. Name. What's the name I'm looking for? Who? Uh, oh, come on. Start singing it. Start singing it. No, no. You know, give me some loving. But Ark of a Diver. That's the right. It's the. Steve Winwood. It was Steve Winwood. None of us would have come up with that. Steve Winwood. Steve, was that a one-hit wonder? You don't know who Steve Winwood? No. Did he saying? Oh, he's saying, Ark "Give me some love." Ark of a Diver, effortlessly. No. My mind in the sky, and when I wake up, yeah. All right. Any case, but apparently he just got this incredibly rangeful, soulful voice, yeah. and he sang it when he was like seventeen. What? You know, the, he's the, a he's a Rick Astley. But he's he's that. But, but when you hear the song, it's just like that is not a seventeen-year-old white kid. Right. Yeah. But it was, and I was like, I love oh, that. Steve Winwood. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wonder who fucking Steve Winwood is. I don't know, Steve. <laughs> Steve, if you're listening to this, Steve call Miles at eight one eight nine four three two two seven nine. And also, when you were saying that, it reminded me of the last song I got stuck in my head because I hadn't had a song stuck in my head for a while. Which and is the stupid. It was a jingle, and it was for Jimmy Crane's uh, podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It's Jimmy Crane's go. podcast, Improv Nerd Podcast. Oh uh, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Corain, Jimmy Corain's I get the, Yeah, I get the comedy bang bang. It's like comedy bang bang, comedy bang bang, comedy bang bang, comedy bang bang, comedy bang bang. The microphone just fell. That's why everyone booed. Microphone Not because my voice wasn't gorgeous singing the, <laughs> a, another podcast no, theme That is song. some vocal strength right there. Right? You just literally broke a microphone stand. I've seen, I've oh, seen thanks. glass I can break, do that. but I haven't seen... Someone actually dislodged a microphone stand. <laughs> That's what my voice, voice does. It hurts technology. Guys, we're going handheld, maybe. But we were talking outside a bit about yeah. musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't get to really, like, what are the musicals that you love or grew up with? Well, I grew up um, in a very in a very conservative land where, like, if you name an 80s, like, I don't know 80s music. Literally, I will listen to music, and I'm like, oh, I think I know this. Like, That's Queen. And that's Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Like, I don't, like, but I grew up, like, uh, listening to and watching movies that were, like, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Or, like, my my first crush was Burt Ward from the reruns of Batman. Like, like, not even, and I'm saying, like, not even, like, like, Robin today is, like, you know, like, tight. So, like, Batman's, like, tight, you know, like, good-looking stuff, like, with, like, muscles showing. That was, like, a costume. Burt Ward's costume was, like, a costume your mom would make for your right. kindergarten pageant. <laughs> it was, like, he was a cross between, like, Robin Hood and a sprightly elf is, like, what he looked like. And He I'd looked s- like a real man. <laughs> He did it. He looked like a real human being. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He looked like a real person who was picked up. Where like he was like going to school, and Batman was like, "Get in my car!" But it wasn't even "Get in my car." It was like, "Hey, do you want to come for a ride? I need a sidekick." And Robin was like, "Okay." And he gets in the car. Like that's who I had a crush on. My first, I like my first fantasy, sexual fantasy, was that Robin his 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 penis got hurt in a fight. I didn't know. I didn't know how like these things worked, and so like I got hurt, and I couldn't even have told you what that would have meant. I, I don't even know, but I was like, oh, okay, and I had to like fix it, and then. <laughs> Is this a sexual fantasy or like yes. a, a like a nursing yeah. fantasy? <laughs> it was. I think it was 
sexual. I don't know. So like I, I had to like fix it, but I didn't know what to do. So I just like, I just like, st- I just straightened it. I just like, I patted it straight. I pat, I just like, ru- like, like remolded it. That's, is that how you give a hand job? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's no wrong way to give a hand job. <laughs> Uh, that's a weird first sexual. How old are you when you were thinking that bizarre sexual? Fantasy? Pretty young, pretty young. Um, I learned. No, I can't talk about this. Um, yeah, I learned pretty, pretty young. Mm. So what musicals? Did you oh, grow up right. <laughs> Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, there you go. Um, Oklahoma. That there was my go. first like community theater thing was Oklahoma. I'm just proud that I'm I'm, I'm just happy that I'm still on board with you so far. Okay. <laughs> I, I only know like of so many sort of classic oh. musicals and then, and then I'm just lost. Mm. Like Rent. I've never seen Rent. Oh, I've also never seen Rent. We just high-fived. Yeah, we did. Uh, all right, what else? Um, I've also never seen Spring Awakening. I, I've never even heard of Spring Awakening. Great. <laughs> Great show though for, for you fans of Spring Awakening out there. <laughs> Good work uh, all of you who've done Spring Awakening. Um, I, it was honestly lots of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Who, what are the other... Cl- anything that was also a movie. I didn't go to see a ton of... I went to go see some play at the local community theater when I was super little, and my grandpa walked away saying all the men had too much blush on. So we had to leave it <laughs> intermission. <laughs> <laughs> so a liberal family. Yeah. <laughs> a liberal family. I mean, yes, but conservative when it came to makeup. Yes. Uh, uh, for me, I could just add to the list. You probably like Camelot. Nope. Guys and Dolls. Nope. West Side Story. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that I've seen. That's one of the best. That's so good. It's just Romeo and Juliet, but with Puerto Ricans. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. It is, right? The love story is based on that. It's like the Montagues and the Capulets, and you have a boy from one and a girl from the other, and they don't get along. The Jets and the Sharks. Yes. Um, I should have said it with confidence because I knew it, but then I got really insecure because I broke this earlier. So now I don't know who I am. All right. So what's your all-time favorite? I, I, actually, I'm, I'm not going to ask a question like that because oh. I hate that fucking kind of question. I never know my favorites of anything. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I yeah. hate answering a favorite. I don't I have a favorite. I, I like a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, so what's one, one of your favorites, say, tunes? Uh, like, like classic stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have brown eyes, and I feel like blue eyes and blonde hair was always something that got songs written about them. So, uh, you're my brown eye girl is like oh, okay. a song that like I, I grew up like freaking... Musical. I was thinking more musical. Oh. Um, that, but that's a fine song. No, I should have I should have figured that out because we had already talked... You had already laid the, ground, the musical groundwork. <laughs> I did lay some I musical groundwork. I Oh, gosh. Um... I recently had uh, Ada Wanny's Can't Say No, Can't Say No song stuck in That's my head. That's a great tune from Oklahoma. It's so fun because also she can't sing. Uh, right. And that song is so just that she's in the musical movie version of it, which is how I saw most of my musicals. She's, she sells it, but even like just awkward. And she's like, I can't say no. Like that's how she sings. And he's freaking loving her. And the whole, it's a kind of a female empowerment where she's like, I know you're messing around. She's like, and I mess around. And it was just kind of a cool thing where I was like, Whoa, she gets to mess around too. They're both messing around. That's, I don't know. It felt really, it felt really cool as a kid. I like that song. What about you? Uh, 
there are so many off the top of my head. What's running through my head right now is uh, Camelot. Okay. Uh, oh, that's I, an actual song from the musical? There's a the title song? The title song is, is Camelot, which is a great tune. Uh, but I'm also thinking of uh, Same Show, because it's probably because one of my older brothers did this musical in high school, uh, Same Wah. Same Wah? Same Wah, which is Lancelot's yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, is that French? Same, same one. Yes, it is. Like C apostrophe E S T. It is I. Oh yes. Basically saying, you know, uh, yeah, a knight of the table round should be invincible. His soul should be perfected by the hour. But where in the world is there in the world a man so extraordinary? Same one. Right. That's amazing. So then he goes like, same one, same one, same one. I'm forced to admit, and it. It's I oh, humbly reply. Beautiful. It's a great tune. Uh, there's so many great tunes. So I, many. There's when a song, when I, think oh. of them, I, th I think of the ones I love to sing. Yeah, I do too. A song that I love to sing, a duet that I never have. Oh my gosh, can we play? Oh, we've got to sing it at some point. Um, uh, the uh, Beauty and the Beast song, When They're Falling in Love. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, oh, the one where she's, where you're kind of like, mm, he's still an animal. This is not okay. But like. <laughs> But like you're like falling into it because she's, you know, he's like, I look this way or she looked this way. I thought I saw. And then she's all like, Drew, it's, it's a bit alarming. Who'd had ever thought that this could be true? This is no Prince Charming. But there's something that I really didn't see. I'm a beast. <laughs> 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 yep, that's how it goes. I have no idea. Uh, how I'm a beast. <laughs> I, I know I've heard it because, of course, I have a nine-year-old daughter, so I've heard right. every Disney song ever written. She's like overplayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overplayed, ain't it? That uh, just reminded me. I saw something about like a new Beauty and the Beast, where it's just like it's very real. No, it's like they're doing it where it's gonna be like. I don't want it. I don't like when things become real. I, I, I. <laughs> No, whenever they take a TV show, like the TV show once right now, I'm like, okay, uh, but I don't know. I like the the magical, fun mystery to it, although some of them now are super weird, like uh, Rapunzel, that whole weird relationship where the mom is not a mom. She's a woman who like kidnapped her and I was convincing her she's mom. Has your daughter seen that? Yeah. Did that help her? Did that like make her ask any questions about like parenthood and if you were her real parents or not? No. Okay. <laughs> really? She was never like, because this mom, you've seen it. Yeah, I've the, seen it. The mom in it is like, I love you. But then she's like abusive. It's like weird. Why? Well, she was also kept in a tower and not allowed to go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and your daughter's not. She's allowed My to go My daughter's not kept in a tower. Okay, okay. And she's allowed to go everywhere. Okay. And yet, All right. a lot of people see and confirm to mm -hmm. her that we're her parents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes sense. That's good. So, yeah, being musically inclined, did you, did you grow up doing musicals and stuff like that? It was, yeah, in my hometown, if you wanted to um, be an actor, then musicals was kind of your only option in school. And in my school also was super small, so it couldn't really afford to pay the, the money to do like mainstream musicals. So we always did murder mysteries. <laughs> Right. Which, for some reason, the star is always like a bumbling old lady who, in the end, turns out to be the villain. And that was always me. So I played like from like freshman through sophomore year for those two years. That's two years. Um, 
I played an old woman and then started doing stuff in community theater where we did a, a new production of, again, because no one could afford anything, and Anna Green Gables, but it was original. It was original. It was written by like a senior from a high school in the area. But there was a song, and this song gets stuck in my head more than any other song ever. Jimmy. And- Jimmy <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm a beast. I'm a beast. <laughs> It's uh, it's um, it just goes. It's the farmers come out and it starts to rain. It just goes rain. I can feel it coming o'er the plain. Rain with a voice our fences can't contain. And the grass it starts to rustle and the wheat it starts to bend. And we turn toward the heavens and pray that they might send us rain. Isn't that cool? It's like a it's nice written by like a senior in high school, and it's just like cool, just like like mm, like beat of like the weather is coming. That's very cool. I mean, I was, I was thinking, because I, I, did, I did a couple of musicals in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, it's like just that sort of experience uh, down the road when you start doing something like we do. Yeah. Uh, it's very handy. It as is. As far as, you know, it's, it's, it's basic acting and plus your musical. Are you a mover? Do you dance? Uh, actually, yeah, I took like three years of dance in high school. What kind of dance? Uh, jazz, modern, and ballet. Stop it. Yes, you these, are a man of hidden talent. These are my sequel. It, it, it explains like the first two years of my improv too. Uh, <laughs> I was telling you outside. I think I've said yeah. this before. It's like the reason I got put up initially is because I could sing. Yeah. And trying to like sing, so I got put up so I could sing in the opening thing they did. Uh, and then when I played, if I wasn't singing, I was sort of like pretending to be an animal. Uh, <laughs> I was I was physicalizing as much as I could on stage because I still couldn't improvise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't yeah. get what was going on, but if someone said they totally. had a dog or an alligator or anything, I'm like, that's me. I'm on yeah. it. Hand raised. You I got that. that. I, yeah, I think that was a big, uh, in my early improv days, I would just do a bunch of environment work. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if somebody, I was like, I know what the scene needs. A very elaborate coffee table <laughs> with stuff on it. I can come and mime everything that's on that table. Like, the scene didn't necessarily need it, but it was just, like, something that I knew I could do. I could visualize the environment. But then don't you find, like, because to me, it's like once, although I I did it too much, like I explained (laughs) outside, I used to, like, when I was doing a scene, it was going south, I'd just start singing. Yeah. Because that always fucking works. Yeah. Uh, But I found, like, just that sort of stuff came back into, like, once I started to get this and it started to become fun, then it sort of tied into that other fun. Like, musical theater, the big characters, Mm -hmm. and all of that became useful again. Yeah, totally. The, I, I think that's something, too, that musical theater demands that I, th- I think improv could, u- could use, can use, does use, should use, is being able to, like, take a commanding thing sometimes. Like, musicals, when you come out, the thing is, the reason you sing is because words don't do enough anymore, and you have to sing. Like, that's what they, that's what they are, that sometimes scene work can use that. Where not necessarily that it leads to a song, but like scene where it can lead to like something emotional or like some relational connection or something that right. just like putzing around and making small choices doesn't do enough. Uh, you're making me miss doing musicals. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so you're having the run over at, over at IO now. Yep. Uh, so that's going great. Are you doing any other shows currently? Uh, um, oh, yeah. I'm in Tiny Muscles here at the Pack Theater. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's amazing. We're a sketch group that came out of your program. Yes, you're uh, welcome. Taught by yes, thank <laughs> you. Taught by Heather Ann Campbell and um, Eric Moneypenny, and Sam Smith is our director. Sam Brown. Sam Brown. <laughs> Sam Smith is is white. Um, Sam Brown is also white. 
Hashtag he does, he does thank not you, sing. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with me. So he, he's yeah, a beast. he's our he's. <laughs> He, he drags us. Um, and yeah, it's super funny and super great. Like we, we're really settling into something where like we're starting to really know how to write for each other and we know what, what different members in our group do well. And I'm so excited about this group. Like I know that anytime someone comes to see Tiny Muzzles, they're going to see a killer, amazing show. I love the, I mean, I, I love like Sam and Eric and, and Heather. Yeah. Uh, and now Heather's not currently teaching. Right. But I remember I, I took Eric's class. You did? Oh yeah, uh, just because I think I, I think he's some kind of you know like sketch savant. He is. Uh, <laughs> he just I mean he, but he has a very clear way of expressing what it is how how he goes about it. Uh, uh-huh. And to me it was like it was, it was very similar to the way I look at at improv. And if you, you took my yeah. class a long time ago, so you know like his five scene types are basically my four scene types. <sighs> Love your uh, four scene types, but I'm just I, the way he the way he put it out there. I was like, wow, that was like very quickly, immediately useful to me. Right? I was like, yeah, it's but, practical. I had felt like sort of, oh, I'm so stifled. But then I, when I looked at it through basically just a slight shift in my lens, I was like, oh wow, this is easy. You can just be, you can produce shit always. Yeah, and that's what you did for for me too. I think, well, if I can just be like, oh, you're amazing. Um, is like, oh no, no, please. <laughs> Please stop. 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 Same one. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you gave new, more useful terms to things. Um, so like, f- like think like concepts that I had always known. And there you were like, mm, let's let's let me just give new words and a new way of seeing it. And it was like, yes. Oh, my gosh. These words that I had always used that have kind of lost meaning. Now I have a re- renewed idea of what it means to be in a scene or to identify character or to know how to like play off of someone once they establish something or the different scene types. What type of scene is this? Let's figure that out like right off the bat in the first few lines. Like it was so, so definitive. Heather gave to me the fact that writer's block doesn't exist. She's like, what is that? That's just the thing that lazy writers use as an excuse. It doesn't exist and uh and eric (laughs) eric uh is so fearless in what you go to in anything that he's like here yeah here are the types of of sketches you can write here are the ways to write them and then how do you blow it out of the water like nobody else is doing this program is amazing yeah i always love just the simplicity which i think we all share is the idea like the idea of like writer's block or to me an improviser saying I, I don't have anything i'm just like no you you always have something because you your brain's never off what what you're encountering right now is you saying no to something uh as opposed to all right what, whatever you got what you got go with it see where it takes you yeah uh i don't have anything that's amazing because you were able to completely <laughs> shut off your brain yeah i, uh, I envy you yeah. my mom said only boring people get bored growing up which maybe Maybe it was a mean thing to say to a child, <laughs> but I, I think I, I. But I also think that it's it's just too much work to shut your brain off. Why do you do that? All right. I mean, what well, it's it, it, we. I think people. It, it becomes an illusion that like I, I can't think of anything. It's like really, what's running through your head? Yeah. You're right thinking now. of something. You're just saying you, you, you're deciding it's not enough or it's not right. Or do you or think they're saying I'm scared? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. Well, then f- fucking write that. You know, if, when, when, whatever it yeah. is, that's what you got. So go with it. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah, I think we, we we all share that in the program. Uh, so what else is going on with you, Kelly? 
<laughs> oh gosh. Um, ooh, my eighteen-year-old uh, brother. So my, I have it's me and then two brothers right underneath me. I'm the oldest and the only girl, so I have issues. Um, and then oh, you, you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. I'm and the second youngest. You are. Oh, I envy that. That had been like you're not the youngest, so not all the pressure is on you. But then you have all these other people that like forged the way before you. I my eighteen-year-old brother just graduated from high school, and I got to see my dad like legit cry in the car like he was a giant surprise to my parents you my mom, pussy? what yeah yeah i told him I was like <laughs> pussy man up but he's he's coming out to see me at the end of july and i'm super pumped to show him the ways of the world i was reminded like my father is like i think he's 87 now and he works 40 or 50 hours a week sometimes now? more yeah what is uh, he, just, he, he just fucking works uh, he works, I actually, he works right now in ticket sales in Chicago. So he goes around to the different theaters and places wow. and, he, and he sells, he just works all the fucking time. He just basically because making he loves sure it. that we all know the bar is out of fucking reach. <laughs> right? It's like, I'm 87 years old yeah. and I'm going to work 60, 70 hours a week sometimes. So you all can suck it. But yeah. it's funny because. I, I call my mom sometimes, and she's like, "Yeah, your 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 dad has the weekend off because something closed." And I'm like, "That lazy bastard! <laughs> he couldn't find something to do. He so, couldn't find work somewhere." <laughs> he does. He keeps walking into offices, and they're like, "Sir, you don't work here. Put down the <laughs> trash can." He's like, "I'm just taking out the trash." They're like, "Stop <laughs> it!" Um, I do you? Did he ever retire? Like, never. No. no. Did he always have a bunch of jobs? Uh. He, it's not like he always had a bunch of jobs. He always he he, he basically he was uh, in college. He, I think he got his master's. He was just like a credit shy of getting his master's in nuclear physics. Uh, brilliant fucking man. But he decided that's what men do. Well, thing, yeah, men get their master's in nuclear physics <laughs> almost. Uh, <laughs> but he basically decided that was about the time he was getting engaged to my mother. And he's like, well, I'm not going to raise my family in the middle of the fucking desert, which was basically his option as a what? nuclear physicist. I, uh, maybe I don't know enough about nuclear physics, but why is the desert the only option? Because nuclear physics is primarily... <laughs> but can't you do it anyway? Well, I guess computers weren't a thing. Not as much as they are right now. Certainly not at all. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he he did some So he has to be there to watch explosions in the desert? Well, most of the research is done in places that are The way like you're looking at me right now is like, you should know this. I was like, all right. It's, it's like, like very, no. like, you've got a half smile of like, hey, dummy, like, I'm going to talk to you about this. I'm just, like, I'm just kind of thinking like, I was like, what do you think a job in nuclear physics uh, is? Do you want to know what I think? Uh, yeah, actually, I do know. I do. The person's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, they know they're impressive. Uh, so then they like like talk for a while about how smart they are and then they look at like how, like the the effects of nuclear stuff and then they say we should we should make stuff that other countries aren't making and then they do it <laughs> and they they've got like they've got like tweezers and wires and they they put it all together and then they send it off to the government yeah that's pretty much it okay great uh but he didn't want to do that, so he wound up getting a job in, in ticket sales in Chicago. Uh, so he, he just did that his whole life. Uh, 
And he just, like for a comp, like for Ticketmaster, for actually for a while he was the manager and treasurer of the old Chicago Stadium, uh, and then he he was the president of the ticket sellers union in Chicago for a There's while. There's a union for uh, that. Yes, there is. It's That's a union great. gig. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just been working. It's funny because he he's had some gigs where you know, like he's when he was in his eighties, he was eighty seven now, but he managed some box office. Like yeah, but some of these guys you got to let go early because uh, you know they're old. You, you, you can't work them too hard. And he's talking about guys that are like 65. Yeah. Right? But, he, but he's talking about guys that are like me at 65. <laughs> We're just like, I got to go home, dead. It's too you hard You mean for you me. when you're 65? This is yeah, what you'll me be? when I'm 65. Yeah. I'm not working fucking 12 hours a day. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think I could. But my dad, it was funny to hear him. Because and there was no, it wasn't like, he, he didn't mean, he, in his mind, he's just one of those people, the best way, he's one of those people who wakes up, who's happy to wake up. Oh, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Someone just they wake up and they're like, "Oh, great." You know, yeah. I'm, I'm awake and can do yes. stuff now. One of my the first so uh my first like big job in the industry was hosting a live morning show for Sprout, which is NBC's Kids Network, and I also have a sitcom for kids that runs on NBC Saturday mornings and occasionally friends like send me pictures like, "Oh, I'm hanging out with my kids and Kelly," which is cool. But um with that when I first moved, I was like, "Whoa, this is amazing. I I'm moving to Philly. I have this huge amazing job. There's this national gig, but I also had no money when the show started at all. So I got a home in Totally a very scary part in West Philadelphia. Born and raised on the playground. Is where I, went. I know that's where your brains went. It's where every, it's where mine goes every time I say West Philadelphia. But uh, definitely, someone was murdered across the street from me every time I got off the trolley. I know that's sad. I shouldn't have just blown by that. <laughs> I've had time to process. You guys haven't. Um, so I would put like keys between my hand and walk. So just in case there was a fight, I could like I could I could punch them. <laughs> With my keys, that's right. Probably really hurting the inside of my hands. But um, my neighbor John, uh, he had been injured in a factory job like years ago and had never been able to work, and his hip was horrible. But he like took pride waking up every morning, and I'd be like, "John, how are you?" And he goes, "Hey, I woke up. Today's a good day." And I was like, "I hope I never get to that point." <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is to me, it's so ideal and it's so unbelievable. To even for me to even conceive of, because I wake up, you know, like, like, like death, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, no, no, I don't want this. Snooze. Right, but but literally, when you if you were to watch him wake up, he'd be his he'd be asleep, and then he'd open his eyes and sit up and just be, and be like, ah, oh, great, I can do stuff now. So there's there's no transition. There's just there's just I'm asleep. And now I'm awake, so I'll do stuff. Does he sleep the night through? What do you, what do you, why oh, yeah. is he like that? I don't know. P- probably because he, he eats healthy and takes care of himself. Uh, <laughs> I uh, don't know what that's like. And he, you know, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. So he's, really? just, he's always, he's just, he's a very healthy man. Um, um, are you sure he didn't raise you in a tower and he's not your real dad? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> nope. I had a lot of people around to confirm. Okay. That I was okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Real quickly, are there any questions for L- Lauren out there? We can get, we'll take a couple if we got them. Lauren, do we have questions for you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my duo partner is here, by the way. Ah. She's taking questions in the audience. Yes. Yeah, is, is Sam Smith out there? <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam? I'm sorry, Kelly. <laughs> any questions? Any at all? No one's curious about you, Kelly. None. I feel like... With everything that you just I feel just like because I'm an open book. With everything that you just... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, what was the best thing I learned from Miles? Plant. Wasn't that? <laughs> also, 
That was Lauren. <laughs> um, I think uh, th- um, being able to like the the idea of making something worse uh, for your scene partner. So if your scene partner sets up um, something that they are a certain way, what's the situation we can put them in that is going to heighten that? That we can then, as the partner, getting to see them. If you know, if it's uh, if we're kind of playing the straight man in a scene, what can we do in that moment to gift the kind of strange thing this person has set up for themselves? How do we make that even stranger in the circumstance? But then also, Miles, something you gave me is justifying. And we're going to do scene work in a little bit. What if I don't do any of these things? We'll see. Um, but uh, like. If you're there as a straight person talking to a crazy person, you have to justify why you're still there. Like, what's what is my full history in that moment? Just ask yourself in those first few seconds a few things about yourself as a character that gives you a full, rounded, whole world of options to choose from. And then that way, a scene could go on forever because you are a whole person and you're talking to a whole person. And there's a reason you're talking to this whole person. That was incredibly helpful. And I've used that every time I get on stage. Yes, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> Anything else out there? One, one, one more right here. What? Um, you've both been a part of uh, duo, duos and cage matches mm-hmm. for long periods of time. Uh, when you first started with that partner, did you come up with, like, did you, how did you figure out, like, you know, did you just go on stage and just fucking do it? And then maybe into it, you guys came up with, a, with like, a form or a rhythm? Or, like, you know, did you have something kind of pre-planned when you guys first got together? Or how did that relationship develop? Um... For us, the relationship developed in figuring out the common thing about having weird relationships or things that we should have been like, ooh, that was not okay in past relationships. But then um, on stage, for us, it was um, never questioning bold moves and getting to follow those. And then we started to come to the point where we like to tie things up. And we kind of found, oh, we can kind of tell some sort of a story with this. But it was kind of being able to play bold characters. And at one point... Lauren was playing a character and I was playing another character and then we needed a third entrance. So one of us jumped up to play the other character and then I jumped into her role because her character was then talking to that role. So now, you know, we will play, we can play up to 50 characters in a scene if it's a huge, like one time we played a parade and we were all these members of a marching band for some reason that were all marching onto a giant sword and all got impaled like in the scene just because we had set for ourselves through playing together for a long time that that we could play as many characters. And so we kind of like to, in our show, set up that point where we get to a stage full of a ton of characters. But that's kind of, I think before that we just do a bunch of listening and do a bunch of bold characters and really pay attention to what the attributes of those characters are. So if need be, we can, either one of us can jump into a single character. I think with, uh, with me and Heather, it was more like, it was purposefully no form. It's like Heather never wanted to talk to me about form because I know a lot about form, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. she, and, and she didn't want to talk about it. Uh, she just wanted to get up on stage and do it. Uh, and so that's all we did. It, it was more just like, all right, what are we going to do to each other this week? Yeah. But there was never a form to it. It was more like just fucking around. And that was kind of our, our, our point was to do it just fucking around. Uh, and that's what we should all be doing when we're up here is just have yeah. some fun and fuck around. So with that being said, <laughs> let's let fuck me, around. <laughs> let me and Kelly now do a set. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for hanging out for the set. Uh, what's going to happen is me and Kelly do about 25 minutes of long form improvisation for you. And all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Window. Window? Window. 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 I want that bike. 
can't afford it. All right? I'm sorry. Jenny I, has a bike. I know. Yep, yep, yep. Jenny next door has a bike. <laughs> yeah, he does. She rides it on the front sidewalk, and I have to watch her from inside. Well, his, 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 his father went to college. Uh, <laughs> he got a much better job than your father, I'm sorry. I once went over there, and I was in his office. Yes, he has an office. He has an office, <laughs> has an office in his house because he, of course, is a surgeon. Uh, yes. He saves lives. Yes, yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I clean up after lives. Uh, <laughs> I'm the best I can. Uh, I know. We should, we should, we should brick this window. <laughs> you can't just brick this window. This is a toy store. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like, get, get me Cleaning some... things? No! Oh. I need 
I don't have time to go to the junkyard. I'm going to build her a bicycle. She would not, it will not look right. You need to buy a bike. Just go to the damn junkyard and get me some materials. I can do it. I was handy when I was young. I've got an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask for specifics. We're not married. I I know our agreement. I know our agreement. I come and go as I please. I kiss her on the forehead before she goes to bed. We do a little hide the pickle. No, we're not arguing. <laughs> Sweetheart, we're fine. Your father and I love each other very much. Yeah, that's right. Go to your appointment. I'm going. <laughs> You're late to your appointment. I'm sorry. I know. I had such a rough time. My non-daughter's dad and I were fighting over her birthday. You know how Does it is. Does this have anything to do with our appointment? No, then but here are the files. I'm sorry. How the files? The files. It was an excuse. It was yeah, a we'll I'm sorry to be specific. Very impressive. Oh, thank you, secretary. <laughs> Lovely. Is this coffee or tea? Don't tell me. <laughs> Child. All right. 
shell. Can I have it? <laughs> you want like one of my son's bicycles? Yes. My non-daughter is turning eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that bike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
watch your mouth, young man. You watch your mouth. Don't you? This is your job. You are a cleaning man. That's what you do. So you clean this. Stop it. You stop it right now. You don't bother him. Lupe, go outside. Do something out there with stuff. I'm going to cut you, kid. <laughs>
Why do you want the spike, huh? Because there's so many dogs. <laughs> well, my almost daughter, she's turning 11, and I would. There's an agreement. I have an agreement with, with Mr. Johansson that. What are you saying? He's, he's still doing it. I'm sorry. She. Listen, a lot has happened. Also, I think your wife's having an affair with Lupe. What's my daughter? You never had an affair. That's right. With you would never have an affair. I'm a big mom. Lupe? I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got sweet. Look, he's barely a human. Yes. <laughs> I'm Lupe. I'm Lupe. I'm man. <laughs> he's not a person. Not a daughter. Bye, sir. Bye, sir. Bye. Bye. Oh. <gasps> 
to the meeting. That, that appointment you had mm -hmm. was a meeting? I'm sorry, I should have clarified. Appointment meeting, those are very different things. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't honest with you. I haven't always been. What do you mean you propositioned him? Shoved everything off his mahogany desk and mounted it and invited him to do so with me. No, nothing happened. It's not like we were making, making our parents jealous. <laughs> Something off then too. What? You have to, what? What do you have to break? 
dripping through the ceiling and down onto the floor yeah. from right here. So... What the devil is that? Is it too late? Uh, 